，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The President of Guatemala, Alejandro Giammatte, has landed in Taiwan for a four-day state visit. During his stay, he'll be honored at the presidential office with military fanfare, a state banquet, and a medal. He and President Tsai Ing-wen will discuss bilateral cooperation and other key issues. He'll also attend the banquet with Vice President Lai Ching-te and Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. Jiemate is scheduled to deliver a speech at the Legislative Yuan on Tuesday. He'll be the first foreign head of state to speak at the legislature in 13 years. Special accommodations have been made for Jiemate's multiple sclerosis, granting access for his car through the main gate. Several years. Uh, recognizing that uh, Taiwan is an independent country, I, I recommended in the year 2000 we extend full diplomatic recognition to Taiwan. I think we should do it today. Former White House National Security Advisor John Bolton, who is known for his staunch support for Taiwan, is slated to visit later this month. During his visit, he'll deliver speeches at two events held by pro-independence groups. Bolton is vying for the Republican nomination for the next presidential race. That could make him the first presidential hopeful to visit Taiwan. All political parties in the U.S. and many politicians hoping to run for president care deeply about Taiwan. That's also the case for many countries in Europe and Asia. They're all watching Taiwan closely. The higher the tensions, the more Taiwan's importance comes to the fore. Bolton has visited Taiwan on many occasions before. In addition to Bolton, it's rumored that former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence will visit Taiwan in June. Experts say the visits reflect Taiwan's importance for both major U.S. political parties. Taiwan has become a very important and attention-catching issue in the U.S., especially these past few years. I think that all potential candidates in the U.S. 2024 presidential race will express their support for Taiwan in different ways. Consecutive high-profile visits are on the agenda, underscoring the continued warming of Taiwan-U.S. relations. China's ambassador to France, Liu Xiaoye, has sparked Europe's outrage with a recent French television interview. The envoy referred to Crimea as Russian territory and questioned the sovereignty of former Soviet republics. Latvia. Estonia and Lithuania have protested the remarks and summoned Chinese diplomats for an explanation. Almost 80 European lawmakers signed a petition demanding that Liu be expelled from France. China's foreign ministry has tried to put out the fire, stating that China's position has never changed and that it respects the sovereignty of nations after the Soviet Union's dissolution. In that same interview, Liu also had some strong words on Taiwan. He said that the fate of Taiwan would be determined by the Chinese people. He denounced the U.S. for selling weapons to Taiwan, saying that it was a violation of international law. Liu also accused his interview host of being uneducated about China's history. A team from Makai Memorial Hospital is on a humanitarian mission in Ukraine. The team is offering a free five-day clinic near the southwest region of Mukachevo. Although the area is far from the front line against Russia, the local health system is under pressure because many doctors have left to help out closer to the battlefields. 
Besides providing free care, the team is also offering medical training for students and assistance for those injured. Doctor listens carefully during a physical examination. She's part of a medical team in conducting a five-day clinic in Ukraine's Mukachevo, providing care and sharing medical knowledge with the community. He shows medical students how to use a handheld ultrasound. The device allows for quick diagnoses in the field or on the battlefield. We have three teams here. Over these few days, we've been running a mobile medical station, demonstrating surgical procedures and holding educational activities. My takeaway so far is that we've been very warmly received in Ukraine. Some of the procedures conducted by the team are being performed at St. Martin's Hospital, which has a history of more than 170 years. The medical team is located in a city near the Hungary-Romania border. Many local medical professionals have been called to the front lines, leaving the community with a shortage of medical care. What we noticed is that many leadership positions are held by young people. The superintendent of the hospital is 35 years old. The mayor is also just 35 years old. They all know something about Taiwan. Our two countries are in a very similar situation. We need positive energy as well as mutual support and assistance. The 12-member Mackay team has divided into three groups to provide a free clinic, educate on medical concepts and aid the injured. They say their efforts have been embraced by the local community. With the ongoing trade war between the U.S. and China, Taiwanese companies are investing more in the U.S. Last year, local corporations invested nearly nine times more in the U.S. than in China. Profits from U.S. investments were also much greater than those from investments in China. One analyst said China's economic performance is unlikely to bounce back in the short term, despite China ending the lockdown it implemented during COVID. Companies listed on TIEX with subsidiaries in China last year earned a combined 503.7 billion NT in profits. That represents a 37% growth compared with 2018. In comparison, those with investments in the U.S. last year earned a combined 1.25 trillion NT. That's 554.7 billion NT more than they earned in 2018, representing a growth of 124%. China was in lockdown last year, so it was impossible to conduct business normally. And for those with investments in other places overseas, the demand for Taiwan-made electronic components was still very strong. Taiwanese companies' investments in China last year grew by 6%, while investments in the U.S. grew by 54%. Passive components manufacturer Yageo led the way last year, investing 81.37 billion NT in the U.S., while tech giant TSMC came in second, with investments totaling 55.8 billion NT. Two other big investors were Dachen Stainless Pipe Company, with an investment of 42.26 billion NT, and Far Eastern New Century Corp, which invested 36.64 billion NT. Although China has ended lockdown, it is still in the throes of economic recovery. At present, it seems that there is no obvious incentive to invest in China unless economic activity in the second quarter can return to what Xi Jinping aims for. The researcher expressed doubts that short-term economic performance in China could revert to what it was before the U.S.-China trade conflict began. Now to the world of live music. Who says that touring in a band is a youngster's game? A group of retired music lovers in Taitung have been delighting audiences for more than a decade. 
They formed in response to the Typhoon Morocot catastrophe in 2009. And once they posted their inspiring shows online, they quickly attracted more members. They're making the most of life after retirement to spread joy and rhythm wherever they go. The band launches with gusto into a classic tune from Wang Mongling. Slightly slower than the original, it still carries its classic spirit through the blending of many harmonious lines. The band doesn't go in for flashy costumes or hairdos like many. They dress just like they've come from a day in the office. They've all retired after many decades dedicated to various careers. I wanted to play music when I was young, but I was busy with work and had no time. Now I'm retired, I have more time and no stress. It's more than 10 years since gynecologist Huang Wenzhang and county government official Huan Chunyang were shocked by the devastation wrought by Typhoon Morocot. That tragedy inspired the two amateur musicians to form a band and create joy through music. The winds of Typhoon Morocot actually blew out the glass from the windows of Taidong Christian Hospital. Cars on the road were blown over. Chunyang and I both thought it was so dreadful that we should do something for Taidong to bring some comfort to people. So we started playing and just kept doing it, putting it on Facebook to bring some consolation to the people of Taidong. Originally a two-man band, they attracted more retired amateur musicians to join in after posting videos online. Among them, Chiu Wei Zhong. He had been a keen karaoke singer and asked to join the band. But then he realized how much extra work it involves. I think performing live and singing karaoke are very different. It's hard. So I love being part of the band. The members of the band don't see an end in sight. With their passion for music on the one hand and their love for the audience on the other, there's plenty of room to keep growing. Taiwan's unemployment rate went up slightly in March, according to the latest government data. The rate was up 3.56%, up 0.03 percentage points from February. The number of unemployed people stands at 424,000. Analysts say the rise is due to job switching after the Lunar New Year. There are currently many job vacancies in the hospitality, tourism, transport and logistics sectors which have significantly recovered from the pandemic. But more layoffs could be coming to large corporations, especially those in the manufacturing sector. It's not yet clear what that will mean for the unemployment rate, whether the layoffs can be offset by jobs in the service sector. Taiwan has a new sport icon, a high school skating legend. Kevin Koo is still in high school in Taipei, but he's found international fame with videos of himself hitting the skate park as a disabled athlete. Living with motor sensory neuropathy, Koo relies on one hand to steer her skating. He also needs special support to pursue his ambitious academic goals. His dedication and commitment to find solutions have won him major respect from teachers as well as skaters. Hey guys, I'm Kevin, and I can't stand up. Kevin Koo was born with motor sensory neuropathy. The student at Taipei Municipal Jianguo High School gets around with a wheelchair because his limb muscles are weak. His eye problems mean he needs a video magnifier in class, but he still has the power to push with the little finger of his right hand, and that's how he got into skateboarding. His videos have now gone viral online. I start skating with both of my hands. 
He narrates in fluent English with English and Chinese subtitles, attracting lots of subscribers from all over the world. His videos were even shared by the Brazilian disabled skate celebrity Daniel Amorinha. I noticed that disabled people abroad took videos of themselves skating, but nobody was talking to the camera. So I thought, why not be the first to talk to the camera? My English has always been good, and more people watch videos in English than Chinese, so I thought I'd take the videos in English. Descending a stairway on a board is nothing for Ku. One hand on the railing, one hand on the ground. He manages it elegantly. His hands are covered in bruises, but that's par for the course. When you do tricks, you flip over, you fall over, you're covered in cuts. It's hard, of course. Sometimes you flip and fall. Sometimes you scrape your palm or your elbow. But Ku isn't just killing it in the skate park. His academic grades are great, too. His outstanding achievements and commitment to learning against the odds have earned him the respect of teachers and classmates, as well as a nomination for this year's Presidential Education Award. I filled in an application form for the school, talking about some of my personal history. The school thinks my experiences are unique, and they accepted it, so I'm through to the next round. Ku says that his goal is to get into law or finance courses at National Taiwan University. But while he plans to study hard, he won't let skateboarding go. He wants to keep making videos to promote skating for disabled people. One day, he'd love to be flying down the streets with a whole crew of disabled skaters. Table tennis star Ling Yunru recently made it to the round of 16 at the WTT Champions Macau but had to withdraw due to a hand injury. On Monday, he made an appearance in his native Ilan to attend the first edition of a youth competition named after him. Despite his injury, Lin got busy meeting and greeting young athletes to inspire the next generation of Taiwan's table tennis sensations. At a meet and greet with young fans, table tennis player Lin Yunru signs ping pong balls, paddles and bags while appearing to nurse his left hand. Last week at the WTT Champions Macau, he made it to the round of 16, but a left hand injury forced his early exit and a return to Taiwan for a medical exam. I might have strained it a bit during the competition. It might take some time to recover. I hope it gets better soon. There's still time to recuperate and train before the ITTF World Table Tennis Championships in May. Despite his hand injury, Lin made a point to attend the first edition of a youth tournament named in his honor. The eight-day event drew more than 3,000 participants and team personnel from 21 cities and counties. The kids are here to hone their skills so that one day they can be strong as Yunru. It's my hope that they enjoy playing and make progress happily. They're already better than I was at their age. Lin urged the youth to continue on for the love of the game. Organizers hope the tournament will shape the future of Taiwan's table tennis by allowing more talent like Lin to emerge. You've probably heard of phone wraps, but did you know that you can now get car wraps? Vehicle wrapping is the latest trend to enrapture automobile fans. The vinyl wraps cover the entire car, protecting it from scratches and sometimes giving it a makeover. But the wraps don't last forever and need to be renewed or they'll eventually damage the paint. For more on the trend, we visited a vehicle expert who offers the wrapping service.
An electric car backs into a garage space to get wrapped, a see-through film to cover its whole body. The provider carefully trims the surplus edges off the wrap and wipes away condensation. The finished wrap hugs the car perfectly and is nicknamed Rhino Skin. It can protect the paint from flying gravel and other mild scrapes and knocks and lasts for about five years. It's now a top choice for car owners wanting to protect their vehicle. Supercars cost a bit more. The costs are higher if you have different regions of paintwork. We recommend you renew it after five years, mainly because if you wait too long to take the wrap off, it could damage the paint underneath. And that defeats the whole purpose of doing this, which is to protect the paintwork. And if you want a makeover, you can completely change the look of a white car by putting a wrap on it. These wraps can be matte or glossy and come in many colors, but they only protect against small gravel scratches. Major scrapes will still reach through to the paint, and they need replacing every three years or so. Tesla is the biggest audience for colored wraps. You can only buy the Tesla Model Y in two colors, black and white. So lots of buyers feel that they can't buy the color they want. Colored wraps come in all hues and designs, including some more peculiar looks. But buyers must be careful to update their vehicle registration records or prepare to get a fine. Registering a color change is extremely easy. The simplest way is just to take the car to an office of the Directorate General of Highways. Of course, nowadays private garages are also licensed to register the change. If the wrapping has images in it, the registration documents now have an option for images. Vehicle wraps are a lot like phone wraps. It's just you have to register them with the authorities. More and more drivers choose them to protect or jazz up their beloved vehicles. The pandemic took a huge toll on restaurants worldwide. For Taiwan's eateries, it was a crisis of unparalleled proportions. But now that COVID is behind us and Taiwan's borders are open to tourists, things are looking up. Today, we have a spotlight on the owner of a Taipei stir-fry restaurant. Zhang Sansan tells us how, at the darkest period of the pandemic, she thinks the business may have sustained losses of 1 million NT. But with support from dedicated staff, professional partners, her landlord and her church, as well as many nights of hard work, she pulled through and now the restaurant is doing better than ever. Night falls in a neon-lit Taipei street full of stir-fry restaurants. But during the pandemic, this street was deserted. In the industry, the word on the street is that 3,000 stir-fry restaurants closed down across Taiwan due to COVID. Garlic, chilies and onions go in the pan. Beef is fried on a high flame. In less than three minutes, a plate of scallion beef is served. This squid is coated in crispy golden batter. When the level 3 COVID alert was called in May 2021, in-person dining was banned. Tons of fine ingredients like these went to waste. Back then, at the end of May, we originally thought we could reopen at the end of May. But then, suddenly, around May 28th, the government said the level 3 alert was extended two weeks. We lost pretty much all the profits we had made. 
so we started to transition. We were still making lunchboxes, but our customers were all emergency services and medical professionals. This stir-fry restaurant owner is grateful to her landlord, who gave her a 60,000 NT discount on the monthly rent. Financial support from her church was also invaluable. But that shortfall of almost 1 million NT was a catastrophic loss. The company was unable to pay for salaries, ingredients, or rent. The stir-fry restaurants adopted a system where they would open on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and close on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday to reduce their running costs. Quite a few of my customers did close down. I haven't actually counted up how many restaurants in Taipei closed, but there were definitely businesses folding every month. Zhang Sansan kept her business alive, making lunchboxes for emergency services and medical personnel. Meager profits from deliveries and sheer willpower did the rest. But she's bounced back since Taiwan's border was reopened. They opened up travel again recently, and I think customer numbers have obviously gone up. To be honest, it's grown compared to the same time of year in years past. As she speaks of business this spring, a smile appears on Zhang's face. She's looking forward to rebuilding her business and making a fresh start.